Hey, God bless. You may be seated. This is the Reverend Schnorr. Welcome to my podcast. This is where uh, you get to listen to the highlights, or more or less, the shows that we do live on YouTube and Facebook. And I really appreciate you being here and listening while you're driving or sleeping or whatever the hell it is you're doing. And I hope that you will subscribe to our podcast because the more people subscribe here, the more money I'm going to make someday. What this episode is about is cancel culture and rectal dilators. Both of them are a pain in the ass. But they can each serve a purpose as you're about to find out. I hope you enjoy it. God bless you. may be seated. Thank you for joining us on this solemn occasion. Today we're here to mourn the loss of a unique individual. To say he is loving is an understatement. In fact, he was loving to a fault. He was a true romantic. In the old-fashioned tradition of Casanova and Christian Grey, and that lady who used to break into David Letterman's house. He knew what he wanted when he saw it, and he pursued the object of his affection doggedly with a never-give-up, never-quit, never-say-died attitude that would one day make him famous. He would never take no for an answer. In a time when the art of seduction has been reduced to a bump of cocaine and a sweaty grind on a dance floor at some dingy nightclub. His approach to seduction was an art form that harkened back to the era of flowers, boxes of candy, and sweet, adoring compliments dripped forth like molasses from an amorous vessel of French poetry and amour. We speak, of course, of Monsieur Pepe Le Pew, a casualty of cancel culture, a misunderstood skunk in a world full of stuck-up pussies. We don't want you, Mr. Le Pew. You're not good enough for us. To put it bluntly, sir, you stink. And so take your forget-me-nots and forget it. Go away don't come back. You gave us attention, but it was the wrong kind. You gave us affection, but it was unwelcome. You gave us desire, but it wasn't returned. Partially because your smell is offensive, but mostly because you don't know enough to stick with your own kind. And that's the real lesson here. Stay in your station, you filthy rodent. That sophisticated kitty is not for you. The odd thing is, is we've all been there, huh? You know, we've all felt that way, out of our element, reaching beyond our league, knowing we didn't belong, but hoping to be accepted. Not just in love, but in work, in friendship, in sport, in art, in class, in life. Most of us let that daunting thought and its accompanying fear stop us. Sit, stay, heal, you filthy mutt. And like beaten dogs, we give up before we even start, before we even start to try. And we bow our head and scurry back to the fenced-in yard that we've known all our lives. 
tail between our legs. But not you, you crazy son of a bitch. Not you, Pepe Lepiu. You knew no fear. You marched head held high toward the hopes and the dreams of your true desires. The unattainable dream. I was wrong. You, sir, are not Casanova. You're Don Quixote. Your approach was creepy, but your fearlessness was inspiring. For every cross-eyed little nerd who ever looked at a pretty girl and thought, maybe someday, I salute you. You saw her, you chased her, you kissed her. And in doing so, you gave all us misfits hope. Of course, you might still be here if you'd asked her first. Just saying. God bless and rest in peace, Pepe Lepiu. You're one of a kind. And one of a kinds don't last long in this day and age. Honestly, though, you should have asked her first. You'd probably been all right. Maybe, maybe not. God bless you. Give my best to Speedy Gonzalez. He'll be up there soon. And that's a somber note. I want to welcome everybody to the show tonight. Pepe uh, Le Pew is gone. But he'll never be forgotten until my generation's dead because the kids don't know who the hell he is anyhow. Hey, let's bring in Brother Carlito and see what he's got on tap for us tonight. Hey, Brother Carlito, you out there? That I was touching. Speak, I had to speak from the heart, brother. That was touching. He inspired me. He inspired a lot of us. From the time I was nine years old until the time I turned about 16 and a half, I, I rarely showered at all. You know what I just found out? What's that? Because he was part of the original rose ceremony. They're going to get rid of that on The Bachelor now. Oh. I, I thought I had a picture of him with a rose. I didn't I didn't include it. You did. It was the ending. Did I, oh, this, oh, yeah. Oh, that's the one. Yeah. Look at that. That's what The, the Bachelor is all based off of Pepe Le Pew, if you really think about it. Rev, what are we talking about tonight? We got lots going on. We're talking on. about Requiem to a Romantic Rodent. Whoa. Which we just did. Talking about Coca-Cola. And stick with us. This could be super controversial or not at all. Talking about tan babies. And believe it or not, for the first time, our real field temperature was 69 today. 69. I even heard it on the radio this morning. 69 and sunny. Can you say real feel anymore? We got a show going on like no other. Yes, we just talked about Pepe Le Pew, the latest in a string of people and things and animated stuff to get canceled by Dr. Seuss. Dr. Seuss, last week, the Muppets got warnings. But listen, Dr. Seuss is like GameStop. It's like AMC. The Mm. more people talk about it, the more the price goes up. I like it. Now, I went through a few cardboard boxes that have not been soaked in a flood or a rainstorm. And I have every one of those Dr. Seuss books. Do you really? Yes, I do. Oh. And some, like yours, have not been open. We need to talk up canceling Dr. Seuss. 
Mm. So those become rare and rare. We got to encourage people to burn their copies of those books. No good. You will go to heaven if you burn your Dr. Seuss books. Burn your Dr. Seuss books. Or better yet, send them to us. We will burn them for you. We'll have a burning ceremony. We'll bless them with holy water. We will burn Dr. Seuss books and roses on top. Instead of on a bed of roses, the old Bon Jovi song, we can go on a bed of Dr. Seuss books. That's right. We'll even kill some skunks and put them on there for you if it make you happy. Oh, man. Sounds like a shitty party, but I'm in. Yeah, it's just going to smell like a pot party. Hey, hey. All right. Should we uh, bring in some topics here? Yeah, let's see what we got. Are you, you're surprising me. I was on Pepe Le Pew. Just like the reverend did not know that there was a shot of Pepe Le Pew with a rose, goes to show you we don't talk before the show. Nope. And he doesn't even know what the hell he's playing. Right, yeah, because I put that there. I still didn't know it was there. All right, well, we're going to get to cocaine in a little bit and Coca-Cola. Oh, boy, oh, boy. But have you ever been sore? Arthritis? Joint radius? I'm going to take us all the way back to the 1900s, Rev. I've been all of those things. Okay. And have you, ever, have you ever soaked your sore parts in water? It's, yeah, I do that all the time. It's mostly what I do with water is soak sore parts in it. Would you put electrical current through the water? While I was in it? Take a look at this, Rev. Back in the 1900s, Rev. Yep, medical technicians would immerse a person in a tub of water. Just their limbs, though. They run mild electrical current through the water. It was kind of electrotherapy. And still to this day, it's still practiced in Japan. Come on. Electrified electrified pools across Japan. People use them to relieve arthritis or just to promote health in general. I would say in the U.S., guess what happened? What? Cancel culture, 1900s. We stopped nope. it. There you go. Now, that's something I think we should bring back. I want, I'm going to open up my own Japanese-inspired spa. And I just need a couple of tubs of water and a few toasters and some extension cords. And we can, you know how they have, uh, they have like Swedish massage and Turkish baths. We can have a Japanese electrocution tub. But not really get electrocuted. Well, you just got to pay up front. Understood. And we sell the organs. All right. What about cigarettes? Can you believe in the 1950s? Kind of like at a baseball game. Hot dogs. Get your hot dogs. Cold beers. Yeah. Cigarettes. Get your cigarettes. That's right. After open heart surgery, get your cigarettes. I want this special button to bring the cute little nurse in her. She got a fancy. Well, I know this is going to cancel me because I call her a cute little nurse instead of a, what, what would you call her, a medical professional. A medical professional. But long before the medical professional, also known as the Surgeon General warnings about the dangers of tobacco, using them will be harmful. But they sold cigarettes in a nice little push cart. In hospitals, just like giving candy to a kid after you leave the dentist office. Hey, we just filled four cavities, took 200 from your mom and dad, 
But hey, kid, how about a sucker for the way home? <laughs> it's how you keep your business going. If you look at ever look at some of those medical bills, they charge you like two hundred dollars for a band aid. A pack of smokes in Chicago is anywhere between thirteen and fifteen bucks right now. Gee, imagine. Well, yeah, it will. It's really three dollars, and then they tax the shit out of it. Imagine oh, what a hospital is charging for a pack of cigarettes if a band aid costs two hundred bucks. It's like a thousand dollar pack of smokes. What about? The whole don't smoke near oxygen. Hand on it. Open flame. Now, I have I haven't done this deep of research. Unfortunately, our staff of bullpen producers didn't show up to work today, so I can't really look at this picture in depth. But in the 1950s, it looks like. Do you see the little back compartment behind his head there? Yeah. It looks like the power outlet is that the uh, the interconnect for the oxygen in the hotel or hotel the hospital, probably. And there's a pack of Reds for you. There Just you go. He, unfortunately, you have to smoke it with your right hand because the guy's left hand was all banged up. Right, probably from hanging it out the car window with his cigarette. The bus came by and it was the end of that. Now he's in the hospital. They got uh, they got some smokes there, and they get books of matches. As I was at Good Shepherd Hospital, and all I got was this book of matches and a thousand dollar pack of cigarettes. Now I want to get to this next story. What don't you give kids, little kids, before they go to school? Sugar. Right. Why? Because they get hyper, they're crazy, they're bouncing off the walls. Ah, to hell with it. Let's give them cocaine candy. Look at that. Thanks to Heater Halls, bro. Guaranteed to deaden that sweet tooth. <laughs> <laughs> Only five cents. Wow, that's... Can you that's see the flavors that was available? Kumquat, spinach, mushroom, poppy, and hemlock. The only way you're ever going to get a kid to eat spinach-flavored candy is to put cocaine in it. This goes to our story. It, it'll add to our story from, from Nashville or uh, Memphis coming up. What story about Memphis? It has to do with a cab driver. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Not the what one the where. Crazy. Wait. Remember, Rev, tell the story. And this cab driver had legs because her other cab driver did not have legs in Memphis. But this right, cab this driver. The guy with the black wood and it's thick. And I'm not making fun of people that have limbs missing. I'm just no. making it clear what cab ride we're talking about when we were in Memphis. Right. This is a cab driver with legs as opposed to the cab driver without legs. I don't see what the issue is. You just got to differentiate them somehow. So tell them the story. So we're driving in that while well, we're hailing a cab in Nashville. We climb in. And it's a very elderly African-American guy. If you could send Memphis home like the, the whole the epitome of Memphis. You had to box this guy up and brought him with you. He was Memphis to a T. And like most old guys, he wants to tell us about how the world has changed and what the hell is wrong with it nowadays. And his fix. His fix. Remember? It was his fix on the world. Yeah, this is his fix. He says, you want to fix everything that's wrong with the world? Put the cocaine back in a Coca-Cola. 
Before they took the cocaine out of the Coca-Cola, none of these problems existed. Everybody was happy. He backed his point up. It's like, well, I can't argue with that because, A, I wasn't alive then. B, that yeah, kind of makes sense. Everybody's happy. What's with all the trouble? And think about, I don't know what cocaine costs, but it's expensive because it's illegal. Carlito, where's the picture? How much was a how much was a piece of candy with cocaine? Five cents. Five cents. Cocaine costs five cents. You'd reduce crime by like a zillion. Where's Dick Durbin on this issue, huh? He running all over, spilling his beans about this and that. He don't know what the hell he's talking about. Bring Look back the coke candy. Eighteen ninety four, Rev. Coca Cola. Yeah. Originally intended for patient medicine. Again, it's medicine. You make people try to hide it by in the street, they should be able to buy it in the gas station. It's got to be better than Monster. How about, you know what? Probably, think about this. Look at the last couple sentences. Although it didn't cure any diseases, it was delicious, cool, and refreshing. Therefore, customers asked for more. <laughs> they didn't sleep for four days, but they, it tasted so damn good. They got the shakes when they stopped drinking it, so I had to go back for more. But So then John added it to his soda fountain in the pharmacy, and like they say, Rev, the rest is history. You want know to go great with this cocaine-infused bubbly stuff? Like what? a scoop of ice cream. Ooh. Do you want a scoop of ice cream in my cocaine, will you? Do you think the do you think the cocaine in the Coca-Cola acted like when you have a cigarette in the morning? Oh, absolutely. Forget your coffee and cigarette. You need to have your bottle of Coke and uh be on the road. You're ready. You're you're ready to go. Imagine you, the women you could pick up if you could only get the Coca-Cola with the good stuff. Oof. All right, this next one's a touchy subject. Uh-oh. I'm going to take you back. Back to the culture of 1893. It's pre-Coca-Cola, if I'm reading correctly. Yes. The price, $3.73. That's expensive back then, huh? The item, Dr. Young's rectal dilators. Butt plugs? Yeah, you could say, I guess. But back then it was a solution for health problems. Today it's a solution for relationships, I guess. <laughs> Relationship problems, right. It's Look, it, it comes... Uh, this box contains one set of four dilators of different sizes. It's almost like getting a ratchet set. And uh, to be uh, clear, for $3, oh, 75 cents, I was off by two cents. For $3.75, it had to be sold only in sets. So you had four stages to work with. So if you really needed a quarter-inch rectal dilator... You still had to buy the one inch and the two inch and the, I don't know what sizes they come in. And it's just like today. People, you know, some things never change. 
Yeah, if you can't see on your screen, uh, for those watching or those listening on our podcast, uh, let me read the directions to you. Rev, I'll take the directions. You can take the notice to the dealer. The directions said to be used only by or on the prescription of a physician. Excuse me, doctor. My, I know my prescriptions run out. I need four more rectal dilators. Could you uh, just write me a quick script here from butt plugs? Uh, I'll be on my way. And to back up the directions, what did the notice to the dealer say, Rev? Notice dealer, Dr. Young, which is a great name for a rectal dilator dealer, Dr. Young's rectal dilators may be sold only on prescription. And there's a warning attached, always a warning attached. Besides the fact that this sounds like one big pain in the ass, <laughs> it says avoid using in case of bleeding since this may indicate a serious condition. Avoid use of excessive force. Into the introduction of the instrument. <laughs> so, so if you're buying this like on Amazon, let's pretend Amazon existed at the time of Dr. Young's rectal dilators. Right. You put the rectal dilator set in your cart, and then it's going to pop up. Uh, customers who've bought this also buy KY jelly because if you force it, you know, you're going to hit it's your add-on that you got to get because if you force it, uh, it could uh, cause serious conditions. Could cause a serious condition. That would be that would be bad. And if you have your lubricant for your prescription of rectal dilators, you also could get a box of cocaine candy to relax yourself. There you go. Imagine but, the date. But actually, if you think about how the cocaine candy works, and you look at the warning that says excessive force. Probably the speed you're on with the cocaine wouldn't work well with your prescription by Dr. Young. Probably not, no. Hey, look where they're made, too. Once again, this is a good source is Google, so we're not Photoshopping this stuff, by the way. No, these aren't jokes. These are serious. Yeah. 1893. 1893. And there's something more to go along with this story. We're going to put it full screen because you guys think we're full of shit. Well, not anymore. I got Dr. Young's rectal dilator. That's right, you old softy. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Rev, take a look at this. Would you believe that the self-retaining rectal dilators were sold as a cure for insanity and chronic constipation? No shit. <laughs> the constipation I get, the insanity is... That guy talking to the cars over there. Stick this rubber thing up his ass and see what happens. Oh, I feel much better now. Thank you. I think I'll go get a job. <laughs> here we go. Dr. Young's ideal rectal dilator should only be administered by a medical profession or a massage therapist. <laughs> a guy in heels and a boa. <laughs> but there was an <laughs> there was an outcry from concerned people, both in and out of the medical field, that the hard rubber half-inch to one-inch round dilator could be misused as a deviant sex toy. God bless the concerned people out there. They're the ones that are making life palatable for all of us. Dr. Young Someone is now known as Adam and Eve. This. God forbid someone's having fun with this rectal dilator. Get that off the market. Take the cocaine out of Coca-Cola and the cigarettes out of the hospitals and Pepe Le Pew off the TV. People are having fun. I'm Another sorry. concerned version of what, Rev? 
canceled culture. That's right. In 1940, the U.S. Attorney's Office seized the shipment of rectal dilators and accused the company of misleading labeling because the label claims the product cured acne. <laughs> <laughs> Nervousness, headaches, and insomnia. God forbid they got one of them right. Hemorrhoids. <laughs> Cured acne. Oh, wait. Here's the best one. I forgot. Bad breath. <laughs> All right. Here's something. I don't know a lot about the body makeup here. But how does a butt plug make your breath better? I don't know how that's connected. Doesn't smell like I, shit. Right. Don't put it in your mouth. It's just, these butt plugs... Rectal dilators should not be taken orally. The other thing I saw that it helps with is flatulence, which makes sense because you put a cork in a bottle and it ain't going to pop. And acne. <laughs> how many teenage girls were running around with these things stuck up their skirts because they got a blackhead before the picture day. Could you imagine them at class? Oh, ah. you saw Dr. Young too, didn't you? Yeah. I saw you in Dr. Young's waiting room, didn't I? I sure did, but look how clear my face is. Oh, and check this out, Rosalie. <sighs> Minty. <laughs> and what is an office full of attorneys going to do with a shipment full of rectal dilators? Oh, God. Again, we just bring you the news. Right. We bring it to you literally in the, ninth, in the 1800s. In black and white. An office of attorneys is a shipment of rectal dilators. If you ask this me. was printed in the USA, Rev. And if I bring up the picture, where was it sourced from? Chicago. Chicago, USA. They've been sticking it in your rear end since 1890. Rev, are we done yet? I think we are. No. Oh. No, we're not because there's another bubble. Oh. There is a bubble. Way over there. Rev, how do you offset the winter rickets? Let me let me state it one more time for our viewers and our listeners at home. How do you offset the winter rickets? And if you're wondering what was the time frame, let's say in 1925. Rev? I'm sorry. <laughs> I just read this comment from the congregation. It's got to be noticed. Uh, going back to the rectal dilators. <laughs> Mike Oakley, because it cures flatulence, Mike Oakley says if you fart, you'll blow your brains out. So maybe those concerned citizens had a point. It all depends what stage of your prescription you're in. <laughs> <laughs> right. Which which one of the four are you using? One of them could let you know, allow a squeaker, and the other one is... <laughs> oh, you must be on a quarter inch. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Ask me a question, but oh I, no, I was just wondering how you would cure the winter rickets in 1925. Sounds like a Cub fan question. I okay. would cure the winter rickets by eating an orange. Uh, I guess I eating an orange. I don't know. How do you cure the winter rickets, there, brother Carlito? Rev, in 1925, we tan babies. Oh, look at that. Look at those cute little suckers. And 20 years later, they'll be sitting in a hospital getting treated for skin cancer while a 
sexy nurse sells them cigarettes. The one's screaming. The other one's like, shit, this ain't working. And the nurse is like, kids, hold still because my ass is killing me. Right. <laughs> my dilator <laughs> needs to be changed. Uh, it looks like they're ready for Cancun, doesn't it? They Could you believe this? I mean, and Rev, this is when what plays in the factor the right way? I don't know. Oh, look, it's Chicago again. Oh, is it? I didn't even notice that one. I didn't either until the end. Tanning babies at the Chicago Orphan Asylum. Well, wow, that's a huge tan orphans. Who's going to complain? Oh, Their mom? She don't care. Oh, She's why did we get such a bad rap? I don't know. Yeah, Chicago was like the hotbed of... Of babies. Crazy things going on. Babies and rectal dilators and cocaine candy. That railing doesn't even help those poor kids. No. No, that crib got canceled the next year after the one on the left fell and cracked his head open. So this is Brother Carlito's slideshow of correct canceled culture. Winter Ricketts. I'll never that that'll be a joke amongst us for a long time. <laughs> How do you cure winter rickets? Tan babies. Tan babies, of course. <laughs> and neither one of those is a copper tone baby. Nope. Oh, wouldn't that be great if one's pulling the diaper? Oh. Do you know who that is? The copper tone baby or No, the one. That might be a little that, that that might be a little girl baby to the left in the picture. Let me show you again. I couldn't tell. She, she went like, on to play the ma the she went on to play the landlord in something about Mary. Come on. Are you yeah, kidding the, me? Yeah, the one that was always tanning with the leather skin. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Yes. I'm sorry. Her yeah, she was also in uh Kingpin. Is the yes. landlady there? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll leave that alone. Took something loose there. <laughs> what is it about good sex that makes me have to take a crap? <laughs> Rectal dilators. Rectal dilators would solve that problem in an instant. Oh, God. So today's show is somewhat informative. Oh, you know what? We forgot to tell people who imported the cocaine candy, the five cent cocaine candy. Oh. Big company's still around. Yeah, hang on. Let's bring it back up. This is like the Mr. Potato Head of the day. There you go. Rev, tell him. Imported by Brazil nuts. Yep. Next time you have a Brazil nut. Hey, I wonder if this is where they came up with the term rock candy. Maybe. This is like a... Look, look at the side. I know it's hard to see at home, but we see it in a bigger screen, the Rev and I. It says, get your l- kicks from lollipop licks. The sweet that swings. Wait, wait. You ready? On the other side, where it says flavors written um, horizontally, it says the candy that takes you on a trip. <laughs> Look at that. And it doesn't have like a adult. Like we think of uh, edible marijuana as a grown-up thing. Right. That is a little kid in that picture. Yes. Like, give this to Junior. He's got the little pants. The lick that lasts. The lick that lasts. Unbelievable. We need to do a peace shot, Rev. Absolutely. Let me grab a bucket and a toaster oven. You got it. You know what I'm going to do a pea shot of? What are you going to do a pea shot of? I got this wormwood concoction still here from Fat Tuesday. Oh, oh, what? 
I've been sipping on it. It's not so bad. Okay. It's like licorice. Oh, hey, do you know what that sounds like? Moving like on to the my rectal, like my acne is cured. <laughs> Moving up to the next next prescription. <laughs> you should smell my breath. <laughs> do you have any anxiety anymore? <laughs> Not anymore, but just in case, let me put it back. <laughs> Look, we talk about shitty subjects on this show, and everybody has a good time. <laughs> yes, Doctor Young. <laughs> hey, wait, wait, wait. Wait, do that again. Do that again. <laughs> All right, Sam. Here, okay, okay. <laughs> here he comes. Here he comes. The doctor's coming. The doctor's coming. This might hurt a little. Might feel a little pinch here. Won't last long. Wait, 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 wait. Hang on. Let's do it again. Hang on. We're going to have fun right now. Okay, hang on, I gotta move. Okay, go ahead, make the noise. Up yours! <laughs> oh. I'll tell you what, my insanity feels much better, Doctor. Thank you. Oh, I think so, I can. And the hell with that charcoal mask. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh. To all the pain of the asses out there. God bless you and your rectal dilators. May we all get to the quarter inch one day. Amen. God bless. <laughs> mm. I don't think that's shootable. I think I sipped them. Oh, good show tonight, Rev. That was good. This was our clean show. Remember, we we're going to be clean tonight. Hey, you did a good job. I'm clean from the top to the bottom. Just follow my prescription. Yep. Hey, Rev, have a good one. Thanks, you too, Carlito. God bless you. Thanks for all your help putting this together. Thanks for uh, everybody watching, and uh, make sure you subscribe. We'll see you soon. Well, that's our podcast. I hope you liked it. And now you've got some ideas on how to keep acne-free and have good breath. Who knew the secret was deliveries in the rear? Please subscribe to the podcast and check us out on YouTube. And on Facebook, Real Rev Schnorr and Rev Schnorr, depending on which one you're at. And uh, check us out live. Mostly we're there on Wednesday nights around 10-ish Central Time, which is 11 on the East Coast and 8 on the West Coast. Every Wednesday night, 10 o'clock Central, more or less. And subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Friend us on Facebook. Like us on Twitter. Turn around. Spin a little. Do us a little dance. Make us all happy. In the meantime, between now and the next time, you have one for me. Because I'm going to have one for each one of you. Thanks for joining us tonight. God bless. God bless.